everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel. Here we share stories from women around the world to inspire and encourage women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Lisa Latimer. She's a self-awareness facilitator, and I'm excited to get to know a little bit about her and what she does. So hi, Lisa. How are you doing today? I'm good, Maya. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I just want to give you the floor to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit more about you and what you do. Awesome. Thank you so much. So I'm a self-awareness facilitator. And what I do is I help mostly women to intuitively create fulfillment in different aspects of their life by developing strong roots in their self-awareness. Um, you know, I had come through over a decade from 16 to about 29, um, where I had to do a lot of self-healing from two very toxic relationships that I was in. And it left me with just crippling fear of failure, crippling insecurities, and a really bad bout of depression where I was literally just in bed <laughs> and just kind of scared to face the world. And I wound up kind of coming through all of that and really stepping into my power through de developing my own self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So I just want to dive a little deeper in there and just, I know a lot of people are probably wondering, they've probably gone through the same things. Um, how are you able to, you know, you've gone through multiple relationships. Um, how are you able to identify the problems, work them out and, you know, overcome those obstacles in your life to get to where you are today? Yeah, that's a great question. And it is something that's so common. I, I speak to so many women that have been there and done that. Um, mm. and, and while the answer is a little bit different for all of us, what happened was mm -hmm. with each situation, I started to pay attention, not as much to the people that I was dealing with, but paying mm -hmm. attention to myself and, and thinking about what I had learned about myself. And instead of always looking at myself as a victim in those situations, mm -hmm. I started to understand how much strength it actually took to be in a situation like that and still you know, be functioning, even though I wasn't anywhere near the capacity of what I was, you know, capable of, but to be able right. to put that burden and continue to move forward, I started to focus on how strong I was rather than the kind of false narrative that they were feeding me about myself to try and continue mm -hmm. to manipulate me. Right. No, definitely. I totally understand that. And, you know, you have to, instead of listening to those voices or someone putting these different voices in your head, blaming you and making you feel bad about what you're doing, sometimes you have to be stronger and find it within yourself to say, you know what, I'm not what they say I am. I'm not doing what they say I'm doing. Um, I just need to recognize my power and bring that out in order to get out of these certain situations. So I totally agree with that. Yeah, you know, our perceptions of ourselves are constantly influenced by others. It starts from when you're a kid, your parents telling you things like, oh, you know, you're too lazy to do, you, why aren't you doing this? You're, you're so lazy. And the education system mm -hmm. tells you where you fit in based on things like standardized tests. And yes. <laughs> yeah. And even something like a conversation between two strangers that wasn't meant for your ears necessarily can bear mm -hmm. a lot of weight on your self-awareness. I myself, I'm a, I'm a biracial girl and I 
know that times I used to sometimes go and pick my sisters up from their elementary school and I'd overhear some of the people that live there saying, oh, it's time to move out of the neighborhood. Oh, the neighborhood's getting too dark. And you hear oh things goodness. like that and it, you know, it has an effect on your self-awareness as well. So our self-awareness mm -hmm. is kind of bombarded from so many different directions and we're just, mm -hmm. we're so busy that we're not necessarily fully aware of mm -hmm. how and the influences that we're allowing to affect our self-awareness. Right, definitely. And um, I talk about this a lot with a lot of people that I've had on this podcast, um, just blocking out the noise and, you know, disconnecting yourself from in a sense because of that standardization. We've been taught to, you know, that these are the standards of success. These are the career paths that you need to be um, pursuing in order to achieve success. This is what pretty is like, you know, I talk about it about women a lot because, um, you, a lot of people, if they've been listening to the podcast, they've heard me say it before. I want to know who wrote the standardization book for women and, you know, what we're supposed to be doing, what we're supposed to look like, because we need to have a conversation because, we you know, do. it's not real. It's not we real. Do. Everyone is not the same. No, and we're not meant to be. And have you ever noticed that when you do try to fit those standards, then they find something else to complain about you, even yes. much of or not doing enough of? <laughs> right. No, definitely. And that's just to say, listen, just block out everybody's voices. Just block out what everybody has to say. Because at the end of the day, if somebody is what we like to say, hating on you, then yeah. they're just going to keep on finding something, even if you fix the last thing they said they didn't like about you. So you have to be true to yourself. You have to love yourself and you have to recognize and say, you know what, you know, this is me. I know there's going to be people out there who like me and there's going to be people out there who don't like me, but I'm only doing this for me. And then whoever likes it, thank you. Whoever doesn't, forget it. <laughs> Exactly. And that's unfortunately what you described is a pattern that so many of us, particularly women, fall into this kind of lifelong chase of not pursuing what fulfills us, not clearly mm -hmm. defining for ourselves what we need for fulfillment, but trying to fit and adapt to what other people think should fulfill us. And that's just a lifelong chase. And that's why you have so many people out here that are just kind of going through the motions in life because they're not really mm -hmm. connected their soul is not really connected to what they're doing because they're not doing it for the right. right reasons. Right. You're living for everybody else. You're living for society. So social media is telling you that you're too far behind, that you, you should be, you know, having your first house by 17. If not, you are literally a failure. <laughs> so it's like all these different things going on and it's just kind of like boggling our head and our mind and just clouding our thoughts. And it's just like, yeah. oh my God, this is too much. It so it's like, we have to, yeah, we have to take back control and say, you know what? I need to live for myself and not for what everyone else says. Amen. And let me tell you something to touch on what you just said about like, you know, tell you what age is supposed to have your house. I am going to be mm -hmm. 42 years old at the end of September. And I will tell you this mm -hmm. much. I am what I consider a late bloomer in life, but mm -hmm. it doesn't matter when you bloom. It doesn't matter when you finally get it. Once mm -hmm. you get it, I don't care if it's 18, mm -hmm. 50, 70 years old, it still feels as good. There is nothing like Definitely. when it finally clicks. And then you also mm -hmm. have the comfort with embracing it and putting that out to the world and not wearing that mask any longer. Mm -hmm. No, definitely you can't, 
put yourself on someone else's timeline. Everyone's journey is not the same. Everyone's timeline is not the same. It's not to say that you should put a timing on anything, um, achieving anything or achieving any type of success. You have to be ready for that. You have to be ready to receive it. You have to be ready to acknowledge these opportunities that are coming towards you because there's a lot of times where you could have an opportunity right in your face, but because you aren't um, aware, you aren't informed, like you would literally let it just sit right in your face and just hit you right in the face and just bounce right off because you know you have to be prepared for these certain situations. You do. And if you have this thing in your head where there's a certain age or there's a certain cutoff limit for certain things or certain requirements that you have to meet, then you'll have that opportunity right in front of you and not even feel like you're worthy enough of taking it. Mm -hmm. And that's the one of no, the right there. No, definitely. It's like you're sitting here so focused on, oh my God, okay, I'm, t I'm 22. I need to be able to do this. I need to be able to do that. But then you have literally something that's coming to you that is going to be able to help you do that. But you're so busy on, oh my God, I got to get this, got to get that. But then you don't recognize what's coming to help you get to that point in your life. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I preach self-awareness. You can call me a self-awareness advocate as well, because I think that it is when we talk about skills or just tools, I feel like it's one of the most kind of um, underutilized tools that we have, but there really is no greater power um, mm -hmm. than really being within yourself and fully understanding yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, and everything in between, understanding what it takes for you to wake up in the morning and mm -hmm. not need that alarm clock blasting in your ear because right. you set up your life in such a way that you can't wait to get your day started, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. You have to recognize that anything is possible. If you want it, you can, you can go get it. You can obtain it. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, they say, you know, I can't really do that because I have this going on, this going on, that going on. If you really want it, you're going to sacrifice whatever you need to sacrifice to go get it. So Absolutely. there's no excuse there. You know, there's yep. no excuse, no social, no economic, none of that. Like everything is possible. There have been people in the past that have been able to accomplish it. So, you know, you just have to find out what is your way, what is your journey, what is your pathway on finding that success that you want to achieve. Exactly. What's your secret sauce? <laughs> we, all have, mm -hmm. we all have that special <laughs> recipe. <laughs> yes, everybody is unique in their own way. So I definitely want to know um, what have been some of your inspirations in life um, to help you to transform, help you to set your mindset, set your intentions, and just go forth in that. Well, growing up, I watched my mother really struggling to kind of, you know, find her purpose and her identity after being a stay-at-home mom and feeling like, mm -hmm. you know, she didn't have control over her finances. She didn't have independence to a certain degree. So I watched her really struggle and step over her own two feet for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that combined with the situation that I had allowed myself to get into for a long time. You mm -hmm. know, once I started getting out there, I started, like we spoke about, learning that it wasn't like a generational thing. I thought maybe it was my mother's generation because they were mm -hmm. kind of made to feel like you have to rely on a man, you know, marry, marry well. Right. Um, but it's our generations too. It comes down to the younger mm -hmm. generations where so many of us don't feel empowered in 2020. Yeah. There are still so many of us that don't feel empowered. And so that really lit a fire under me to say, you know mm -hmm. what? It starts with you. If I can do this for myself, 
I will get out there and I will pay it forward and I will help as many other people to be able to accomplish this as well, since it's such a big issue. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree because like I said before, you have different social um, differences. You have economic differences that are disabling people and you know, not allowing them to be aware or knowledgeable about certain things that there are in life. I mean, someone may grow up in a household where that's all they see. They may only know to just be a housewife, um, find a man to take care of you do this and do that. So it's just being aware and being knowledgeable about the different possibilities that you do have afforded to you in life and knowing that you don't have to do what you see. You don't have to, you know, be limited to what you've been, you've been growing up to and being accustomed to. Exactly. I definitely agree with that. Exactly. When you have that self-awareness, it's almost like, you know, whatever life throws at you, whatever your situation ends up being, you still realize that you are fully in control and in the driver's seat. So if you were raised Mm -hmm. to feel like you have to rely on a man, even if that's something that you start to lead in your life doing, you can pivot at any point when you have that confidence built up in yourself and when you know what you're capable of doing. But, you know, if you never develop that self-awareness and that inner strength, you, you become a victim of fate you start blaming, you know, these invisible forces like fate and bad luck and, you know, not acknowledging and taking ownership of your life. Mm-hmm. And then definitely, you know, there may be some women out there do, that do just want to be a housewife. They may be empowered in themselves, but that's just what they want to do. They want to focus on just being a, a home taker and taking care of their children and, right. you know, loving doing their crafts, their hobbies. And I don't knock anyone against that, but it's just like you have to know for yourself that that is what you want to do and not just what you've been taught to do. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's where their self-awareness would be like, okay, you know what, this is what I want. And, Mm -hmm. you know, while they're in the middle of doing this, you know, realizing, okay, you know, this, this feels good. Cause so often, and this is a problem that I have so many women do these vision boards. Mm -hmm. And my problem that I have with vision boards is that it gets us focusing on how something should look. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't get us thinking about how something should feel. And right. in life, if you think about it, you go through life and there are so many more times where you'll be in the middle of doing something like, ooh, this doesn't quite feel right. Or you're just not thinking about how it feels. So mm-hmm. you're essentially going through the motions. If a woman's happy being at home and being a homemaker and being with her family and is the CEO of her home and that feels good, mm-hmm. then she's got to rock with that. And that's a beautiful thing. Right. But I don't like that we, you know, we don't often enough talk about the feel of something so then it makes it harder for us to be able to identify how something feels. We, it's out of right. our consciousness. And we have right. to always be conscious of how something is making us feel. Right. And you should be able to enjoy what you're doing, how you're living, all those things without, you know, saying, okay, I'll just push it off till later. I'll be able to enjoy life at this point and different things like that. You should be able to find something that does make you happy, even if it's just a hobby or a different little craft that you're going to do like you should find something that makes you feel good makes you feel happy so I do agree with you on that one yeah definitely once you experience fulfillment in one part of your life it you know we have this issue with the busyness that what we're doing is we're settling we're very just complacent to settle so 
you have mm-hmm. different aspects of your life. And I write about this in my book that you seek fulfillment then. So maybe for mm-hmm. one person, it's parenting, their career and their romantic relationships. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see one or two of those things being full. And then there are like five other things at the side that are just running on empty. So we're never mm-hmm. really experiencing fulfillment in all aspects of life at the same time. And mm-hmm. that gets us accustomed to settling for whatever we have. Right. right? But when we focus on self-awareness kind of as this larger bucket, once it gets filled to a certain point, it neatly spills over into all of the other aspects of life that we Mm -hmm. seek fulfillment in without us having Mm -hmm. to run and chase these individual aspects of our lives, you know, and we we realize, okay, this is what this should feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we can create that for ourselves in all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. No, and I definitely want to jump back into the vision board aspect that you um, mentioned a little bit a little bit ago, and I you you've opened up a new, a new perspective on that for me because I, in a sense, was like against it in a in a way where you know your ideas and your vision could definitely change and adjust. So it's just like if you're only chasing material things or you know a lot of rich people say it all the time. You know, money is not going to make you happy. You really got to do what you love because there's a lot of people out there who have money, who have those material things. And, you know, it, they're happy for, you know, the first week, month, two months or so. And then it's just like they're trying to find the next material thing to satisfy them. So it's like you have to definitely chase those feelings because what is going to make you happy long term? You know, you're going to constantly be chasing these short term feelings when you know you're just gonna run out and just say okay like I have like 15 cars what do I do now (laughs) I don't have any more space (laughs) exactly that's why we see these some of these people that have you know I don't know if you remember this might be dating me a little bit MTV Cribs I don't know if you oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and they have like you said like 15 20 cars and it's like okay but how many cars do you need to be happy so with the vision board and I fell into this trap where I was just kind of putting things on my vision board that looked that were just aesthetically pleasing. And the mm-hmm. trouble with that is you wind up chasing things that speak to your ego, but not mm-hmm. to your heart. And the mm-hmm. thing that really connects us to our, our goals in life are the feelings, mm-hmm. how we feel about them, how they resonate towards us, not necessarily how they look, you know? So mm-hmm. that's why I say we need to focus more on the feel of things and a little less on the look of things. We're, we're mm-hmm. an appearance obsessed society. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, definitely. And like, you know, I feel like myself as something that I've been able to learn early in life where, you know, I was making vision boards since I was probably like 12 years old. I would have it like sticky notes on my wall and like pictures of like cars and stuff that I wanted and like a house that I wanted for myself when I, um, you know, eventually get to that space. But I also would have like, I wrote like down on this list of paper, like different things that I wanted, like great health, a great family, like different things like that, that would definitely fulfill me and that I was looking forward to in my vision because it's like, I can have all these materials things, but it's like, what am I going to have? Like, what else do I want with it? You know, like that's good, but you know, this car is going to be outdated before I can actually get it. So I'm going to have to keep updating that. <laughs> so, right. you know, I was thinking about how big those goals are. Yeah, right. You know, certain goals. like I think it was a, a, a Porsche Cayenne Turbo and it was probably like the 2012 model when I did it. So obviously, uh, you know, when I get that car, I'm right. going to need the upgraded model. So... <laughs> 
I'm going to need to take this picture down after this year because I don't want the 2012 model, you know? Right. Well, not only that too, but then our lives change and those things that we have, like you said, on the vision board don't always hold true. Like I had some sexy sports cars on my vision board, but with my kids and how active we are, you want to know what makes me happy as anything? My nice mm -hmm. Honda Odyssey that is a big mommy mobile <laughs> that I, just, <laughs> I feel so, we all have the elbow room in it and I love it and right. I wouldn't it for the world. So you have to be oh. really conscious when you plan these vision boards. And, and this is the last thing about the vision board that I'll, I'll say in terms of that, my problem mm -hmm. with them is, is that, you know, collecting the images, that's the fun part. Mm -hmm. And so often though, we forget like, okay, there are actions that need to be taken right. behind right. that. So that's right. where the magic happens. It happens mm -hmm. in the steps you take towards pursuing those things, mm -hmm. you know? So the vision board no, is definitely. a fun little like art project activity, but if you don't have the mindset and the action behind it, it's just mm -hmm. gonna wind up being this pretty little collage that you put together that just mm -hmm. winds up sitting there. Right, definitely. And I totally agree with that where, you know, you have to be able to, if you're going to say that you want something, your work ethic has to match that. So you can't say, like, that's like, okay, I've used this analogy before, but it's like saying, oh my God, I want to win the, win the lottery, but you don't even get up to go buy a lottery ticket, you know? And it's like, you have to be visionary in a sense. It's like, okay, I can sit here and say, oh my God, like that glass house looks so nice. But then I'm like, dang, I want kids. Um, you know, that might not be the best option. You know, just thinking ahead of d different little things. Like, are you really going to sit here and spend money on a glass house or like an all white house? And then you have kids like spilling juice and all of this different stuff. And then you're just like, oh my God, this was really a disaster. I really should have thought this through. So it's like, you know, you, you look at the pretty things and you look at the the surface of it, but you have to dig a little deeper and know exactly what it is that, you know, what it is that you're asking for. <laughs> exactly. That's what, what's the saying? Be careful what you ask for because you just. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> why so you yes. got to know what you want because if you get it, it you might want to mm -hmm. send it right back. <laughs> Right. You know, I was taught that from a young age, you know, like very, you need to really think these things through. And it wasn't in the sense like my parents um, sat there and told me exactly that. It's like when I sat there and said, oh, my gosh, I want this. So they would sit here and say, OK, so why do you want it? You know, walking me through the whole process. OK, so um, what's going to happen if this happens and just helping me to think, you know, be visionary, be open minded and think forward and think futuristic wise to say, you know what, this really might, you know, it, it'll be good for right now, but it really won't be good in the long run for me. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to change that thought a little bit. <laughs> right. And you know what, and we have the option, you know, we, something that used to scare me when I was like in my mid teens and twenties was feeling like if I made a decision, I was going to be held to that decision for the rest of my life. Right. You know, so oh, yeah, it's definitely not yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we always have the option to change our minds. It's just that when we mm -hmm. do things in a self-aware manner and like what your parents were getting you to do to really think about things through asking you all these mm -hmm. questions, um, you know, we just better prepare ourselves because, you know, we, we waste a heck of a lot of time and money and energy chasing the wrong things only to acquire mm -hmm. them sometimes and be like, ooh, I, I still don't feel that sense of fulfillment. So then we mm -hmm. go on the chase for the next thing. And for a lot of people, that's like a lifelong process. And it's just not, mm -hmm. if you want to at some point in your life be happy and be 
fulfilled and be still mm-hmm. and at peace, that's not a sustainable process to constantly be right. on this case. You know, this never ending mm-hmm. case. No, definitely. But I do, um, I do like to use, you know, materialistic things as uh, sort of motivation because it's like it, it makes it a little bit more fun. It makes it a little bit more enjoyable. And you're actually looking for something that's actually obtainable, um, such than like a feeling because it's like, you know, my thing is like looking at Zillow and looking at different house tours on YouTube. Like that's my motivation every day to say, you know what, one day I'm gonna get me a house like that. It might not be like, oh my God, this is what I need to do to get this exact house, you know, different things like that. But it's, it's just motivation for, to push me and drive me a little harder to say, you know what, this is, I need to work this hard to get, you know, these different goals in my life and obtain this level of success. But in the meantime, I'm going to do something that I enjoy that, you know, makes me happy and fulfills me in a way that I'm not going to sit here and feel like I'm literally working so hard for nothing. Absolutely. Listen, I am with you on that. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I go on Zillow too and just, <laughs> out, you know, like yes. my, my window shopping. Um, but it's uh-huh. important because you have to, it gets your consciousness aware of mm-hmm. what is out there, what is possible. And like you said, it's mm-hmm. not to say that you necessarily want the huge house that's literally right on the water, you know, made of right. chaos. But you know it's there. You you know the kind of level of greatness that mm-hmm. is available. And it does. It makes it a lot of fun. And it's definitely right. not something that we shouldn't focus on it. It's just that I feel like we also, we really need to get used to attaching the feel to, to the look as well. Right. Definitely. We have to, you know, match the look um, with our work ethic as well. So yes. I think that's super important. Because, you know, we, I feel like in life we're we're made to have accomplishments we're made to achieve and strive to get different things it's like everyone has a different level of accomplishment that they want to take and that that's we bring it back to the standardization like everyone's success is not the same everyone has a different level of success everyone wants to achieve different things everyone wants to obtain different things so you can't sit here and say um i think i've used this analogy before but someone who wants a 15 bedroom house and then they're only one person you know you're like oh what what are they going to do with a 15 bedroom house like that's too much space for them listen that's what they wanted that's what they work towards and that's Mm -hmm. what they got so everyone has their own right to just dream and manifest and obtain different things that they want to in their lifestyle you just have to be comfortable in knowing what it is that you want exactly you have to know what speaks to your heart and i'm so happy that you said that because you know a lot of times with coaches and things like that um when you're working with someone they almost kind of try to impose their ideas onto you um mm-hmm. or you'll feel like you're being judged in some sort of way and because i think right. self-awareness and kind of the facilitation of it where i just want to bring you to your own attention but mm-hmm. I am very careful to make sure that I'm not imposing what I think should be important to a person. If somebody says, like you said, that they're one person and they want a 15 bedroom house, who am mm-hmm. I or anyone else to come in and say, <laughs> you, you shouldn't want that. You know what I mean? Right. I'm going to help you get to a level where you know for sure if that is truly what you want. And then mm-hmm. you go for it. This way, when you're sitting in your beautiful 15 bedroom house, you're not looking around saying, oh my God, this is too much for me. 
<laughs> you're sitting in it and you're Listen. happy and you're the queen of, of your of your home and you're right you might sleep in a different bedroom every night it may yeah. fulfill you so that might be what makes them happy so exactly you listen. exactly it's all about what makes you happy just make sure that you know what makes you happy no, definitely. And it's like, you know, I love to keep it, like you said, you know, some people like to impose their thoughts and what they think is right onto other people. Listen, I'm not the one to sit here and tell you what's wrong, what's right. We don't think in the same way. So I want to, I, my job is to help you to get to think what you want to be. And it's like, with me, I help others to brand their businesses, to market their business. I can't tell you how you should brand your business. What I can do is drive you to understand what what it means to brand a business and get you to um, think about those different questions. Like I can sit here and say, oh, I think your business colors should be yellow and red, but your favorite colors and what you have for your vision is pink and orange. I don't know. But if you, if I don't get you to think in that process and understand what it is that you like, what is your vision? What is your goal for this certain brand, this business? Um, you know, you're never going to have that out. You're never going to be satisfied with it. And you're never going to be able to accomplish what you want to with that business. Exactly. And that's exactly it. And, and like, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want you never want to be part of the problem. Like how we talk about turn, tuning out the noise. You never want to mm -hmm. find yourself being another one of those voices, just adding to the noise and the chaos that someone has to cut through to get to what they really want. No, definitely. I totally agree with you on that. So if you had to say one thing to inspire women and young girls around the world to just dream without limitations, what would it be? Dream without limitations. My, my biggest piece of advice is get really sturdy roots in, in understanding who you are. Embrace every bit of information that you find out about yourself because you're not here by accident. You are here on purpose and you will find your purpose. And it could be as grand as you want it to be, or it could be as simple as you want it to be. That's for you to decide. Just make sure that when you're setting these goals that you're doing it, having clearly defined what it takes for you to be fulfilled and to, when you wake up in the morning, not need an alarm, not need five cups of coffee to, to keep going throughout the day, <laughs> but just to, to live and lead, you know, uh, in creating fulfillment kind of intuitively and using self-awareness as your foolproof compass that's going to guide you to exactly where you're supposed to be. Awesome. I definitely agree with everything you said. You know, just follow your own path, follow your own journey and block out the noise. <laughs> yeah, so much of it. <laughs> yes. So I do want to give you the opportunity to let the audience know if they want to follow your journey, if they want to contact you, if there's anything that, you know, you'd like for them to see, um, where can they reach you at? Where would that um, be? Well, you can find pretty much every link to my social, my book, uh, my podcast as well, which is Personal Growth Lifestyle at lisalatimer.com, L-I-S-A-L-A-T-I-M-E-R.com. And um, yeah, from there you could, I do one-on-ones. I actually have openings starting in October because I only take two, um, two clients per month because I want to make sure that I could, you know, dedicate my full time and attention to my clients. So I, I take two clients a month. So you could hop on my website and take a look around. I have my blog, 
Uh, so it's entertaining. You can listen to the podcast from there as well. It will be available soon on other um, podcast hosting channels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And we'll definitely link all of that information below for your website, for your social links and your book. And we do thank you once again for taking the time to come on our show, share your story and have a wonderful conversation to inspire women. Well, I appreciate you having me, Maya. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in once again. This is Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.